Welcome to episode four of Escape the Strong Woman Trap. I'm Sasha Mobley, life coach and author, and a big thank you to everyone who has ordered their own early copy of The Strong Woman Trap. It's been really humbling and mind-blowing to have all these heartfelt messages from people asking for the book. I'm especially touched by the men who are buying it for their wives and daughters, saying they want more and better for them and want to be part of the change and to be more helpful and supportive. I had one man purchase a bunch of copies to share with the women who take classes at his self-defense studio, and I'm just about sold out of the entire first crate, but I still have a few copies left, and um, another print order run is on order, so those will be in soon. If you want a signed copy before it hits the stores in September, you can go to strongwomantrap.com and we'll get that out to you. And again, thank you for all this support. Now, on to today's topic. Imposter syndrome. Have you heard this term before? Here is the definition. Imposter syndrome is a concept describing high-achieving individuals who are marked by an inability to internalize their own accomplishments and at the same time have a irrational fear of being exposed as a fraud, or maybe not so irrational, but um, this is oftentimes associated with women, not always, but many times, and the idea is that they feel they don't deserve to be in whatever position they are in, that they are frauds, not talented, not deserving, and will soon be found out, exposed, kicked out into the cold, all future prospects null and void. Because, of course, once you're found out as a fraud, they tattooed the word fraud in bold letters across your forehead. At least that's what they tell me. I want to talk about imposter syndrome in a way that's useful and to not use it in the way that it many times is, to explain away the discomfort many women feel when starting a new role in predominantly male industries. Bad first review comes around and, oh, it must be imposter syndrome causing this. Let's talk about the conversation that is around imposter syndrome. Many places are considered rarefied or elite, special, and are usually, because of that, filled with ranks of people who are very privileged. And those people would never question their right to be there. So what happens when a person who doesn't come from a highly privileged background? You might question your own ability to thrive there and maybe that you even got in by mistake. I want to flip this idea on its head. Imposter syndrome is real. But I also think there's a whole lot of projection going on. And there is something stupefyingly condescending about the thought of looking at someone who is female or non-white or immigrant or anything other than a cisgendered white male and automatically thinking that when they're struggling, it's because they don't feel good enough about themselves or don't believe in their own talent. That somehow the problem is a lack of self-esteem. I just want to point out that maybe if someone gets in the door of one of these rarefied places, that just maybe it's because they worked their ass off 
and had a whole lot of determination coupled with talent. And that's what got them in there. And that people takes self-worth. It's completely possible to be talented and capable and still struggle because of factors that have nothing to do with self-perception. Sometimes it's not you. I was asked a little while ago to give a talk to some young women about how to manage their own imposter syndrome. And when I spoke to them, each one of them introduced themselves and they were not quaking with self-doubt. They were ready to learn and contribute. I did not see a whole lot of imposter syndrome there. Having said that, almost everyone deals with self-doubt and can benefit from learning how to manage those times when the voice of doubt has a microphone, which is the core of imposter syndrome. I have three strategies that I found are really helpful for managing those times. First strategy, know yourself especially what your talents and strengths are. I say this in The Strong Woman Trap. Knowing what you feel strong at, even if you aren't great at it yet, can make the difference between thinking you don't belong and being on a growth trajectory where you can be mentored and further developed. If the work you're presented with isn't an area of strength, maybe it's good enough to just manage it. Everything is a learning experience, and coming at it from this angle can help you select the best way to handle what's in front of you and help quiet that inner voice of doubt. Honestly, I farm out all the things I'm terrible at and focus on my strengths. If you don't know what your strengths are, you can start by using an assessment such as Strengths Finder, or by doing something as simple as noticing how you feel when you're doing certain activities. Note the ones that make you feel strong, you know, the ones that make you feel uplifted, the ones you're excited to do. Those are key indicators of what your strengths are. Um, and if you don't like doing something, maybe it's something that you can just simply manage. Second strategy, get mentored. Find a person or even a few people who have been through what you're going through and have achieved what you want to achieve and get them to mentor you. Not everyone's going to fit the bill. You should be really selective Choose a person that you mesh with, um, but ideally this person will help shorten the course between where you are and the promised land. They can also show you if what you're experiencing is par for the course or if you are truly off track. Mentorship is key. Third strategy, and possibly most important, you need to learn to recognize and question your own thinking. Whether the voice of doubt comes from a suggestion or you cultivate it on your own, learning awareness and discernment when it comes to your own thinking can change the way you see yourself and positively influence your behavior. We are meaning-making, evidence-seeking machines. It's very easy to come up with stories to support whatever point of view you have. If you feel like an imposter, you will most definitely hone in on examples that will look and feel like reality, which will subconsciously drive how you behave. You will undermine yourself or you will work way too hard because you're running scared. Instead of looking more critically at what's happening to you, 
the mind is always looking for patterns consistent with its beliefs. And this is true no matter where you come from or who you are. It's just that some thoughts empower you and some thoughts do not. For some examples of mindfulness practices, I suggest you just go to YouTube and search on mindfulness meditation. There are several out there. Um, some of them are pretty good. I am starting a new project. It is uh, designed to help women overcome their barriers to success. So if you're a woman in working in technology, trying to break into leadership roles, and you find yourself hitting barriers right and left, I want to interview you. Contact me at Sasha at SashaMobley.com. That's S-A-S-H-A at S-A-S-H-A-M-O-B-L-E-Y.com. I'm gifting signed copies of The Strong Woman Trap to the people I interview. The podcast will be back on April 5th. I'm going on vacation. In the meantime, if you want to get a signed copy of The Strong Woman Trap, you can get that from strongwomantrap.com. Thanks for listening. To learn more about me or get information on my book, The Strong Woman Trap, go to sashamobley.com. That is S-A-S-H-A-M-O-B-L-E-Y.com or strongwomantrap.com. Technical direction was provided by Amazing Andrea. Amazing Andrea nurtures exceptional entrepreneurs by using technology to work smarter. Connect with her at amazingandrea.com. Music for Escape the Strong Woman Trap is provided by Zoe Leela through a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved. What, 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 safe, safe, safe.